Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba, And we are going to be doing something a little bit different today, which I'm super excited to share. So I have done these mini masterclasses over the course of the month of January and shared just so much value that I want to give to you guys that I want you to be able to take and run when it comes to vision, when it comes to really, really, truly clarifying your goals, how to reverse engineer them. We even dug into how to build an email list, which is so incredibly important, like a number freaking one in your business. And, you know, I get a lot of messages back that not everybody's able to make the live masterclasses, which is totally understandable. It's everybody's life is crazy, especially this time of year. So we decided to put them into podcast episodes so that they will live on forever and that you guys can access them anytime you need them. So let's go ahead and dig into today's masterclass. Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. And today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, money mindset. And I'm going to share some stories. I'm going to share some of the things that I teach in my trainings and in the groups that I run. But really, guys, what it comes down to, what we're going to go over today is three steps to, I hope, completely and totally reprogram your money mindset. And I want to start here because I think that this will kind of wake you up a little bit, uh, blow your mind a little bit. And it's just the simple fact that how you feel about money actually has nothing to do with how much money you have. I'm going to say that again. How you feel about money actually has nothing to do with how much money you have. I think it's a, you know, belief that a lot of us hold that our relationship with money will change or we're going to feel joy, we're going to feel differently about money when we get it, when we get more of it. And that is just not the case. Your money mindset and and your relationship with money and, you know, what emotions come up around money that was programmed a long time ago. So we're going to dig into that in this episode, but I want to start here in in these three steps. And I actually did a podcast, um, I think think it was entitled Let's Chat Money, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I'll link that episode into the uh, show notes below so you can go listen to that if you want to. But step number one is just simply educate. And here's what I mean, though. I'm not talking about like educating yourself on, you know, how to create a budget. I mean, there might be some of those things that we need to, you know, really sit down with a financial advisor or a wealth management person, somebody that even podcasts and books, right? Somebody that can kind of teach you. And I always recommend um, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He goes into the the four quadrants of being an employee being the next one self-employed, the third one being a business owner, and really where the drive is or, or the goal is for all of us is to be in the fourth, which is investing and learning how to, you know, use your dollars and put them towards sets, things that actually make us money versus liabilities, all the things that just cost us money and don't, don't, you know, we don't get anything back from that. So 
again, uh, go listen to that episode I, I did back then, um, because that goes a little bit deeper dive into that. But there is a portion, step number one of just, just educating ourselves. And I get that when you've grown up with a really bad, you know, re- kind of, I guess, example from our parents of a relationship with money and, you know, one that's not healthy, or you're, you know, in debt up to your eyeballs and and the credit cards are stacking up. It's so scary. It's so hard to, you know, start opening that, that Pandora's box of the reality of the situation. But once you start to educate yourself, only then can you do things that are correct, right? Like make the right moves and, and start literally right off the bat. And that's where you take control back, right? That's where you, you start to really have that greater sense of management of your money is when you, when you open the box, like you have to do that at some point as hard as that can be. It's not as scary as you think, I promise. Um, but the education part, and, and this is where I want to break step number one, education into two different parts. I think there is part one, which we really just got to learn about finances, right? We need to learn about investing. We need to learn about, you know, tax breaks and all those things. We need to kind of figure out like literally the dollars and cents, the columns on the, on the piece of paper, right? But then there's another part of education. This is really my heart. And this is where I, you know, love to teach is the energy around money and the mindset around money and uh, rewriting our money stories, you know? And so I want to encourage you to do both types of education, right? It's kind of like the outside education. What are we doing with our dollars transactionally? What does this look like? But then what's going on on the inside, right? We need to educate ourselves and just read the books and listen to the podcast because it's never enough to just listen to one podcast and think, oh, I heard that once and I got it. That never happens, right? Repetition is required for mastery. And, you know, I I teach this a lot and I love this and this is not from me. Um, I once heard that I know it, you know, those are the two most dangerous words in the English language. I know, I know, I know. And here's the reality behind that. When we say I know, but we're not doing it, then we don't know. We don't actually know. Because if we really knew, if we really understood, then we would actually be doing it, right? That was a wake-up call for me. Um, So let's dig into step number two, which a lot of people think is step number one. And that's doing the assessment of where we are at, right? Like we actually have to sit down and assess. Now we've got the knowledge, right? But now we have to sit down and go, okay, A, number one on one side, where am I financially? Where, you know, how far in debt am I? What is my mortgage? What are my, you know, all my bills that kind of pile up every month? What is that number? We got to look at that side, but we're not going to talk too much about that today. But where are my limiting beliefs around money? What what did I grow up with hearing, right? I, I heard a lot of, I didn't necessarily hear a ton of we can't afford that, we can't afford that. I mean, I certainly heard that to a certain extent. I was not overindulged by any stretch. I definitely grew up, and, and there's good and bad to this. Um, I grew up with, you know, you can kind of, if you work hard enough, you can pretty much do what you want to do to a certain extent. 
And so I really equated. And one of my fundamental beliefs that I've had to work on is that just work harder, just grind more, just work, 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 which can be very unhealthy. But I always believed if I just work harder, if I just outwork them, I can, you know, get to where I want to get to. And so I grew up with that. I also grew up hearing repeatedly, I don't know where you get your champagne tastes, right? Like in a, in a condescending, derogatory, shaming way. I also grew up with uh, a parent that really judged wealthy people. Somehow, for some reason, I saw that at a young age that that was wrong. And it's, and it's really, it came from my desire for wealth, my desire to live a more financially free life that I just thought there are no, that wealthy people don't have to be different. Like I, I see them. I chose to see what I wanted to see. I chose to see the blessings that they were, you know, able to give the world. I saw how they were able to impact and, and build schools and, and give back to charities. And like, that's what I, that's what I aspired to. And so thank goodness at a young age, even though I saw judgment of wealthy people, like they're corrupt or whatever, it, it, it didn't go deep, but I just knew that that was kind of like my parents' outlook on that. And I was like, hmm, I am going to choose not to see that or believe that. But you have to get clear on if that was your story, if that was your upbringing, what are you feeling and believing and seeing and embodying today, right? Where are those limiting beliefs? So we got to go back. Because that's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. It starts in our childhood. Those stories and those beliefs and those associations are just so embedded in our subconscious mind. And we have to uncover them in this step two, this kind of assessment of like digging deep and uncovering, right? The other thing that, you know, we, we have to go back, but we also, another place to see this is in the present moment. You know, when you go to pay your mortgage, when somebody says, hey, can you donate? When somebody asks you for your money, right? Whether it's the bank because you got to pay your mortgage or the electric company because you got to pay your electric bill. But when people want money from you, and this was huge for me because I was like, I think I'm pretty good with the like childhood stuff. But I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I get like just a little bit like tight in my chest or in my belly when I'm like, I got it. Every, everybody's asking for money, right? The, the bank's asking for money, the electric company, the water company, the phone company, the, the school, the team that like everybody's always just wanting to take my money. You know, even the things I'm choosing, I just, I felt like I was, I started to become aware of a little bit of like angst and it's never about I'm like the most generous person in the world. I, I want to give, 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 give. That's like my love language, gift giving. Like I love it, but I want to choose it, right? I want to be in control of that. Sidebar, here's what I know. So many of you want to create more income and more impact, right? Like those are the two things that all of us are reaching for and searching for and trying to get out in this world. That's why I created the 2% Tribe, an elite mastermind group of women that work together for an entire year deep diving 
on not only the personal mastery, but the business mastery, right? We want to scale our businesses. We want to create that income, but we can't do that until we create the next version of ourselves, the 2.0 version. And what I know is that the women I worked with last year blew the roof off of their goals, personally and professionally. It's only open up for a couple more weeks until we close the doors for all of 2024. So if you are interested in really truly stepping into the 2%, into the elite, into another level, into a new circle, then the 2% tribe might just be right for you. Click the link in the show notes and hop on a call with me. I'd love to chat more with you about the 2% tribe. And a lot of times we're not in control of what demands we have of our money. And so I had to really look at that, right? I had to do a deep dive and some some step number three, here we go into step number three. And this is going to be a short episode because I love to keep things short and sweet and to the point so you can actually implement them, right? Step number three is we have to reprogram, right? When I would write a check or have to give or, you know, these constant demands, like literally on a daily basis, I feel like I'm writing a check or giving money. And I would notice that feeling. I would have to become aware of it. And the reprogramming came in where I would say, I get to, I get to, I get to, because I can. The old stuff was if I give all my money away, you know, if I, if I keep giving money out, what if I don't have enough? It was never about the present moment. It was this deep-seated connection to the future fear, which was programmed in by parents, you know, and that's the negative thing. Like our parents are just trying to keep us safe, protected, and okay, right? In their own regard as parents, but that's what they're kind of putting on us. Like you got to make sure you save enough money so you're not foolish and, you know, on the street one day. Like be smart with your money. But it came from what I uncovered was what if I don't have enough later on? What if I don't have enough later on? I have, you know, at one point there's so much money coming in and, you know, we're investing, we're doing all the things. And I still had that feeling of, I got to buy another birthday present. I got to give back to the school. I got to give to this team. I got to buy jerseys. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I was like, but what if, what if I, what if I don't have enough later? Right. And I, I recognized that and I had to reprogram it. So literally every time I wrote a check or gave, still to this day, it's like I get a little smirk on my face and this just heart smile. And I think, because I can, because I can. And the other thing that I had to kind of dig into was like this this belief that I had to shift this belief that it wasn't me just, you know, having to put money out. It was, I get to bless this person, like spend some moments in your mind on the fact that when you have to, you know, drop your credit card on a dinner out, think about the waiter, the restaurant owner, business owner, the, you know, bus boy, the people in the kitchen cooking the food, think about the farmers, think about the truck drivers that truck the food in. Like you are, you are literally giving back when you, when you put your credit card down on the table at dinner, you are blessing and supporting 
and giving life to not just the restaurant, so many people, right? Like you are keeping our world and our economy like pumping. We get to, we get to do that. How freaking cool is that, right? And when you start to spin that story in your mind, you just tap into this amazing energetic place about money, right? And how we use it. Money is literally energy. And let me go back to what I was just saying. You know, I, going back to the beginning, we think that the more money we get, the the that's going to change how we feel about money. I, I was feeling the exact same about putting my credit card down when I had a hundred times as much money than when I did when I had a hundred times less. Like it felt the exact same. So hear me when I say there's work to be done for all of us that we have to step into this abundance mindset, right? But we got to do the work. And here's what I want to leave you with today. This kind of, I'm, somebody told me the other day, they're like, you're very prescriptive. And I was like, ooh, I am. I love homework, right? I don't want to listen to a podcast. I don't want to read a book. I don't want to go to a therapy session and just talk about things. Like, tell me what to do. Like, okay, great. Get it in theory. I educated myself. But what do you want me to do? First step, I just told you, in those moments where you feel, become aware of that energy, put pen to paper, look back on your money story. What did you grow up hearing? Those are also important. That's work. That's homework, by the way. But here's the other piece. Vision. Vision. And I think when I go back to my childhood and why I was able to kind of rewrite the story out of the gate was because I had a vision attached that like touched my soul, right? I wanted a house on the beach and my mom would roll her eyes. <laughs> and I thought, but I see this beautiful home with people and community and, and friends and, you know, all these children and a, and a place where we can just, you know, do all the things that are important to me and quality time and surf and praise God together and, and raise our children up together and have the sacred safe space for maybe kids that don't have that. They have a place to, to be and to land. And, and, you know, I'm closest to God when I'm, you know, looking out over the horizon of the ocean. Like I was so clear on this vision that it drove me. And I teach this all the time <laughs> in like every facet of everything that I teach. Contrast equals clarity. So when you have a friend that has the financial freedom to do something you don't, and that can feel like envy and jealousy and anger even, or, you know, the world's not fair and I've been there. But if we can immediately switch that and say, oh, maybe God, the universe gave that friend to me literally right in front of me in my life every day to show me what's possible, to show me where I'm actually supposed to go, what I'm supposed to create. Because I believe that envy is a gift, that when you see something you don't have that somebody else does, that's like, oh, I found something new to put my vision, right? That's the gift. And I hesitate to go there because I never want anyone to think like, oh, dear God, she's so whatever. But like mine's a private plane, people. 
every single time I have to take a red eye and get on multiple flights and I've got friends hopping on private planes. I'm like, I laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh, it is, I need a private plane. This would make life so much easier. This would also make it a lot easier to impact more lives, right? And it's not this, we should never feel guilty for our wants and our desires. Like it's all a spectrum, right? There's a lot of things I don't need and I don't want and I don't care about at all. I don't need for anything, but there's desires. And, you know, I just had this experience and I'll share this. Um, I just had this experience this past weekend where it was my brother's 50th birthday and my husband and I, because we really are like, like our love language is gift giving. And we have spent the last six months, hours upon hours upon hours. Like, what can we do? Where can we go? What can we give him? What would be amazing for him? Like just concocting these like grand plans, right? And we were able to gift him uh, tickets to a playoff football game that was his favorite team ever, you know? Like something that he never would have thought that, I mean, even something we would have never thought that we would do or be at this game. And that's the little things that I'm I'm asking you to say, like, what is the dream? And it's so interesting because when I was thinking about this weekend and this trip that they went on, I thought back to before I ever had any money, I used to think, what if I won the lottery? What would I do with it? I'm sure we've all asked ourselves that question. But what I used to say was I would fly every single one of my family members, and I have a gigantic Irish Catholic family. I would fly every single person to some amazing spot. I would pay for everybody's housing. I would pay for all the food. I would do all the things. And I, because that's the thing that fills my soul more than anything is just being together with my family. And so I painted that vision of the financial freedom to give to my family decades ago, decades ago, right? What are, what is that for you? Put pen to paper, dream the bigger dream, see the bigger vision, because that's going to drive you to create this this excitement for the abundance, this love for the abundance, this great energy around what you can do. And if you're kind of shackled with like, sorry, if you're kind of shackled with like guilt, like you shouldn't want more money. If your want for more money, first of all, you shouldn't feel guilty for wanting more money ever. Let me just give you that pass. But if it's to bless others, How could you ever feel guilty for that? Again, going back to like the restaurant example, even if you're like, no, I want to be able to just go to fancy restaurants and pick up the check. And I feel kind of bad about that. Don't feel bad about that. You are blessing literally dozens and dozens and dozens of people by being able to do that, right? Don't ever feel bad for that. But also dig into that. Know that you having more money, good people with good money do more good work in the world. I want to get more money. I always say this. I want to put more money in the pockets of good women because that's going to change the world. And people, I will add men, but I I work with women predominantly. More women with more money can change the world. What a beautiful thing. So I'm going to, I think I said earlier, I'm going to wrap here, but I'm going to wrap here. I also want to paint the picture for you of how money can change you 
on a fundamental identity level. So many of us deal with unbelief in ourselves and a lack of confidence. And I'm not saying money gives you confidence overnight. But when you start to be able to invest in the things that matter to your heart, right? And that should be yourself, by the way, <laughs> investing in yourself. We we have this, you know, just world of especially women feeling like they don't deserve it. And when you start to invest in yourself and tell yourself you are freaking worth it, that you are worthy, as my friend Jamie Kern Lima talks about, you start to feel that from that action. You know, we can't just in our mind build confidence from listening to a podcast or reading a book. We have to build confidence and worthiness from the actions that we're taking. And so being able to do this money work, right? Being able to look at your balance sheet, being able to say I'm worthy of the time to rewrite my money story, to see what it is and to rewrite that, to be able to say I'm worthy of the time investment, but I'm also worthy of the money investment to say I'm betting on myself, right? I'm going to sign up for that course. I'm going to hire that coach. I'm going to hire that mentor. I'm going to join that mastermind. I'm going, I'm going to put my money on me. I'm going to bet on myself. When you start to take those actions, you start to step into a different identity. And identity is at the foundation of everything, right? So that's my encouragement today. I want you to put your money on yourself. I want you to invest in yourself time-wise and money-wise because you're worth it. You are so freaking worth it. Do the work. Assess where you're at right now, right? Educate yourself. And reprogram, reprogram that old money story to one that is going to set you free and allow you to step into all the abundance. It's so possible for you. Guys, that's a wrap on today's show. Thanks for joining. Please, please, please. I would love for you to go ahead and go to Apple or Spotify. Leave the show a review. It really helps to just, you know, push it out there with the algorithm and all the things. Um, but message me if you have questions about this episode. I'm the one in my DMs on my Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this Masterclass Monday. I hope you guys got a ton out of it. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you in my DMs. Um, you can shoot me a message, uh, comment on the post on social. We want to hear from you guys. We love to hear from you guys. What do you guys want more of? What do you need more of? How can we serve? That's what we're here to do. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys.